Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. I'm sitting with my best friend Tony. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? Nothing, man. So uh, the audio sounds a little bit different. It's because we're actually in a live place. We're at the uh, the our our friend the Riser, Sharon and Charles Riser. They uh, they allowed us to set up at the Temple, um, the Paul Mitchell, the Temple School um, in Frederick, Maryland. We're here at the Temple, and we're here at the Temple because the Temple had a very amazing um, speaker come in and speak to uh, the students here today. And, you know, listen, we are honored enough to be sitting across the table from her now. Um, she is known as the Brooklyn Braider. Miss. Ha- hold on, hair and humor, right? So yep. Instagram, is ha- Instagram is hair and humor. So uh, so uh, real quick, pause. Go follow uh, at hair and humor on the Instagram. And uh, our guest today is... Camilla Garris dance. I think I got it right. Did I nail it? Yeah, I nailed it. it. Ah, they were saying they, they didn't think I they didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Um, so listen, Camilla's uh, she's got a pretty amazing story. She's done some pretty special stuff as a hairstylist. I mean, let's talk about you know how yeah she got a gangster name, the Brooklyn Braider. I know that's that, kind of gangster. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty tight. It's very tight. <laughs> kind of yeah. scares me a little bit. Right? She scares me a little bit. <laughs> I think everybody from Brooklyn. Well, that's why you got a name correct. You made sure you got that one right. Oh, you ain't kidding. Yeah, she was giving me the she was giving me those mad dog eyes, right. you know, when uh <laughs> when I was uh, attempting to it. But we need to hook her up with uh, Cassie, our other Brooklyn girl who terrifies me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just I know that that Brooklyn swag. I know it's that Brooklyn swag. Anyways, let's get in. Shall we get in? Yeah, let's do it. So, Camila, welcome to your day off. Hello. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn, Brooklyn at? Where my Brooklyn peeps? <laughs> yes. That's all Hi. the students at the uh, Paul Mitchell Temple. Yes. They're excited. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for, thanks for making time for us and uh, hanging out with us today. We appreciate of you. Course. We appreciate you, man. Of course. Thanks for putting respect on Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> we love Brooklyn. Yes. A couple of years ago, we did the uh, Brooklyn Barber Con. I mean, that was a lot oh. of fun. Yeah, yeah. I want that a barber good. so bad. That's the you one want thing to barber. I want to barber. When you said that, I wasn't sure if you were looking to date a barber or no. whatever. She said, I'm looking to barber. No, I'm I looking want. for a barber. That was the one thing in school I didn't learn. We got barber. a kid. Didn't learn it. Yeah. So well, hey, if you're in town, April 2nd or 3rd, Trevor Moots, yeah. you're going to barbering to, actually, it's a bridging the gap between barbering and cosmetology uh, class. That's hands perfect. on. Yeah. No, I really, I might come back. Yeah. Come on down. On my calendar. It's like a you know, it's only like a couple hour train ride, and the train's the way to go between DC and New York. Or it is. This area in New it York. is. Yeah, it's definitely the way. Amtrak had those twenty six dollar each way fares for a while. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We what? we had a couple of them. Yeah, twenty six bucks to New York. I have twenty six bucks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you need fifty two to get home. I have. Well, I think I got that too. Sorry, <laughs> I got fifty two bucks. That sounds good. Right. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's so. Awesome. Your name is the Brooklyn, or known as the Brooklyn Braider. Are you? Nobody calls me that. Really? No. It's just us? It's just, you guys made that up, and I'm just, I'm just owning it. 
Like, no, I'm we're owning like, it now. I'm yeah, the, I'm the Brooklyn. Well, we Brainer. created the Brooklyn Brainer, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you no, heard it here first. Nobody calls me that. It, it's Miss Heron Humor on Instagram. But I I start off by saying I'm the Brooklyn Brainer that went for it. Like, right. so it's like the beginning of a oh, sentence. Oh God, but yeah. Nobody calls now yeah. they do. Now they do. Yeah. yeah at least everybody. our listeners are going to know you. For <laughs> the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Brand. I'm not mad at that. Right. it's accurate. Hey, yeah. look, in two years, someone's going to be like, hey, are you the Brooklyn Brand? And she's like, what are I'm you talking say, about? Yes. You're not going to remember this. I'm going to say, why, yes, I am. Why, yes, I am. So, did you grow up in Brooklyn? We, yeah, that's what I, that's oh, what yeah. I was going to say. Since we call you the Brooklyn Brand, are you, were you, are you from Brooklyn? I am absolutely from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Um, my family is from the Caribbean, but I am a first-generation Brooklyn braider. <laughs> where, where, where are your parents from? They're from Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, have nice. you heard of Trinidad? Sure, a lot, of, of, people, a yeah, lot yeah. of people have not. They yeah. Everybody thinks Caribbean, and they think, they think Jamaica. So right. Trinidad, I have to shout out my culture and my people. Trinidad and Tobago. My family's from. I mean, I'm a boxing fan, and there was that was that middleweight boxer a few years ago from Trinidad. Trinidad. Oh yeah, see, I don't know. Yeah, that's (laughs) different. Trinidad. Trinidad is known for carnival. Y'all know carnival. Oh yeah, yeah. So then, yeah. Well, that's also Rio, though, too, right? Don't they have a carnival? Yeah, but we're not talking about Rio. We're talking about Trinidad. Trinidad. (laughs) My bad. My bad. Trinidad. (laughs) Now I'm scared. Trinidad. (laughs) Trinidad. Trinidad Uh, in the house. Tell you what, the Caribbean. Yes. Caribbean food. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we grew up. We had a friend, uh, Sean Duncan, and mm-hmm. he he's from Jamaica, and mm-hmm. or his mom. He he was first, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. here. But uh, his mom, we would look over there, and she would always cook us these homemade Jamaican food. It was like we all made an excuse that hey. You want to come over for dinner? <laughs> See your mom. Yeah. Well, for her food. Right, yeah. <laughs> hey, not hey, not, hey, not going to lie, though. There's a pretty nice Jamaican restaurant right down the road here. Oh, Jerk and Jive. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 But you know what's funny? I don't, I, I'm not a foodie. No? If, no. If you guys are foodies, that's why you enjoy it. But I kind of think I'm Italian on the low because I need the breads and the right. pastas. But Caribbean food, it doesn't excite me because I'm not a big meat eater. No, I don't Uh eat meat at all. So, oh, so yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of Caribbean food is based in meats and heaven. Yeah, I just fell alone. (laughs) (laughs) You are alone. Do you eat fish? I do eat fish, Uh but I'm not crazy about it. I love fish. I'm not, I'm a picky eater. I eat like a toddler. McDonald's? You no, I quit, Mc, I quit McDonald's. Right. I it was I I wanted to shoot it up in my <laughs> and that was bad, but I quit that and so it's 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 really more so um like I said pasta, breads, the right. bad the bad stuff. Stuff that makes your joints hurt yes, and stuff. Yeah. Yes. I just I learned it. that. I enjoy I bread. just learned that. About the joints? Yes, with bread. I just learned it cuz I stopped I fasted and I stopped eating mm-hmm. a lot of bread. I was like, "Wow." I have. A, I can move my back. I can move my body. It's amazing, right? Yes, like, like, it's different. And in 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 the opposite of that, it's like if you have a pasta meal, man. I, the next morning, you're all like stiffed up and stuff. Yes. you know, it's 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 mind blowing. Sometimes it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's always worth it. But you just start thinking about things differently, like right. especially when you're over forty. It's like yeah. I think I need some variety in my food choices. Well, when I'm over forty, I'll let you know. <laughs> Oh, so I'm the oldest one in this room. He's talking about 140. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So uh, how'd you find the uh, the hair industry? 
I found the hair industry. The hair industry. Wow. How did I find it? On TV. <laughs> I always wanted to be in the industry, but I never thought I would fit in or meaning because I'm specifically to braids. Like I know braiding and I said, everything on TV is glamorous and beautiful. And I'm like, who's nobody's braided. So right. I just found it from research, watching TV, wondering how can I be a part of it? And then I graduated from college, couldn't find a job, kept doing research at the time. It wasn't Google, but it would just be popping into schools getting information in person, which seems like a lifetime ago. Right. And then I would just hold on to the information, but I never did anything with it until, you know, eventually I got laid off and I was like, I think this is my window. What did you go to college for? Marketing. I did a marketing degree. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. Th- I, there's two degrees that I think are super helpful. Well, one degree really that's super helpful for hairstylists and that, that's a marketing degree. Like if you're going to go to college or like if you have any ambition to be in the industry, like mm-hmm. it's like, it's like an MBA and a marketing degree. I think it's helpful in all aspects of life. And in the, in the older you get or the more that you're around, you understand how important those two you know, for sure. be, you know, mm-hmm. but it was hard to develop because nobody would hire me because I didn't have experience. And I can't get experience if nobody's hiring me. Right. And so I, I ended up in the jewelry industry. <laughs> so I never used the marketing. I wish Instagram was out when I had my marketing. Right, right. I would be like Insta famous. Not that that's the goal, but I would do so much better on Instagram. I feel like an old head. Right. That's right. I rely on this guy. Yeah. And I'm terrible at it. So he's from the under 40 number. guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's get the 40 correct. (laughs) So were you, were you kind of like, I mean, it was, you know, before like YouTube and stuff, but were you, um, were you braiding before you got into the industry? Oh yes, 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 yes. I was braiding from a single digit age. Um, My dad is probably tired of me telling this story, but he taught me how to braid. He was a boy scout in Trinidad and boy scouts learn ways to tie a rope, which who knew I wouldn't know that. And so one of the ways is obviously braiding the rope to secure it. And he, it was a, a lesson, a random lesson when I was playing with my doll, showed him my braids on my doll. And he was like, but what is this? This is not, this is not a braid. And he showed me. And from there it was magic. And I, my grandmother was my first client. And then from that, I was just, Can you, want, you want me to braid your hair? You want me to braid your hair? And I was just braiding everybody. So it's been with me all along and I've always loved it, but it just, it was never a career that I, I never saw it as. I could be that, like I told you, on TV. How right. do I take this and end up in part of this glamorous world? So it never connected for me. And when you talk about braids, are you, the braids that you do, are they more on-scout braids? or uh, both, both individuals and on-scout. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's, it's yeah. a, we're, we're good friends with um, with uh, Patty Plymeyer, um, known as Queen of, the, Queen of the South 512. Oh, okay. I'm going to find her. Dude, yeah, she, she's, she's dope. I just, I'm fascinated by the whole braid world, especially mm. on-scout braids because... Like it's gotten so intricate over the last few years, you know, and I just, and I can't visualize it, you know, like the sectioning and all that. And even when we watch, when I watch Patty do it, I'm just like, I'm blown away by it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, creativity is, is out there, but I kind of stick to the basics Yeah, (laughs) because I, there was an error for that. Who was the basketball player? Oh, I don't know his name. It's not Anthony Hardaway. (laughs) I'm showing my age. Mm -hmm. The basketball player that he, he, Anyway, he used to do a lot of intricate designs. 
and everybody wanted those braids. So didn't, my, what didn't Iverson do that? Iverson, yeah, yeah. that's the name. I'm Iverson, yeah, yeah. Iverson, he had all the intricate parts, in, and my brother went through this phase where every week I was doing his hair. So he was the freshest <laughs> in school. <laughs> fresh. Nobody says fresh, but he was the freshest in school, and. It's like I, I've done that already, and it's so tiring, and it's so – you really have to have an eye for it. So I don't even touch it. I'm like, let's do clean classic. <laughs> let's keep it simple. And I actually recorded a clean classic basic cornrow video for YouTube, Yeah, and it did really, really well. So I'm like, see, people still want that basic knowledge. I'll leave the zigzags and stuff. For other to patty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> patty can have that. What's a, but what's a, what's a knotless braid? So a knotless braid is my specialty. Um, it's a pain-free braid that typically when... Is it really a pain-free braid? Yes. Yes, it's pain-free. But the beauty of it is that it doesn't have a knot at the base. So black women usually get extensions years and years and years and decades where to insert the fake hair, there would be a knot created at the base. Knotless is literally a braid without the knot at the base. And so it, it goes in a lot more naturally. It's seamless. And it, you, it's supposed to, if it's done well, confuse people to feel like, oh, is this your hair? Is this, what is this? And so, yeah, it's knotless. It's a, it's a braid. Uh, mm, excuse me, a braid without a knot. Yeah, because I was, when I, when I was researching you a little bit, and I was like, oh, a knotless braid. What is a knotless braid? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and described as a pain-free braid. And like, Never heard of that. Not all knotless braids are pain-free because not all people who braid know how to balance tension in their hands and what mm-hmm. they're doing. But a knotless braid done the right way <laughs> should be pain-free and seamless at the scalp. Now, you mentioned that extension. going to Brooklyn and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the Brooklyn, Brooklyn braider. <laughs> Coined here. You mentioned extensions. It's not just for extensions, though. It is for extension. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, there, okay, so okay. there's a seamless way to add hair for cornrows. Um, but when you hear knotless, it's, it's typically for the individual braids. Got so, it, because you can, you can also attach hair for a, corn, a cornrow and show a knot at the front. But when you know how to do it knotless, it's, again, that seamless way. Some men have done it. You've I've, done some men? No, not a lot. I've done some men. <laughs> <laughs> I've done... Some barbers? <laughs> <laughs> some braids where it just you just need a little bit of length and you attach it seamlessly. And so their hair is at the root, but then I'll add hair with the technique. How, how long is it? Like, what's the shortest that the hair can be before you can... So, uh, well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on who you are. So my rule of thumb, if you want the Brooklyn braider, if you want want Miss Heron humor, I created something called the fist test. So if you can hold your hair in the fist of your hand and it shows on the other side, your hair is long enough for me to braid. If your hair is inside your fist, you got to find somebody else. Forget about it. Forget about it. I get that. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. Yeah. So, all right. So when you got fired... And you laid off. All right. When you, I'm sorry. When you, when you got, got laid off. When you got laid off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you got. <laughs> I need, I need one you, of my buttons. <laughs> yeah, I, need, I need one of my buttons. <laughs> when, you, when, you get, when you got laid it's off. It's so much gentler. When I got yeah, laid right. off. Yeah. When you got laid off. So when you got fired. So you, 
when so you, so you couldn't you said you couldn't find a, a job mm-hmm. and you decided you know what this is my opportunity to get into the industry mm-hmm. what I mean did you go to cosmetology school did you I mean what was your route to get to where you're at now because I mean obviously with a marketing degree you're able to somehow grab traction because I mean we've seen you everywhere so mm-hmm. how, what was your your, your journey like? So the first thing I did was in New York. I don't know about Maryland. We have a natural hair license. I don't know if Maryland has that. I don't think Maryland does. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was my way to put my foot in the water, my pinky toe. Because Mm -hmm. I didn't know, even though I loved braiding, I didn't know that I loved, I would want to do it every day. Sure. So the natural hair license, excuse me, allowed me to come into the industry without making a full commitment. The program is shorter and it's cheaper. So I did that after five months. Got my license, so I was able to work legally. Mm-hmm. But then my clients wanted haircuts. <laughs> they were like, well, can you trim my hair? And you're like, don't. And I said, yeah, we don't learn that. The natural <laughs> hair license is literally to say that you can legally braid, twist, shampoo hair for the, by the state. That's the test. Wow. Um, anything to do with curly, coily, kinky hair, you can now do. As far as like C- Cutting and, and coloring? Like, uh-huh. No. So I decided to go all the way. Once I saw, I had to turn people away, which is money. And I was sure. like, uh, I'll be right back. Give me <laughs> give me 11 months. Come right back. <laughs> and so that was when, back to back, I got my natural hair license, graduated in 2016. By 2017, I had my full cosmetology. Wow. So you've only been on hair out of school? For, A little bit. Yeah. Wow, man. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, my journey is crazy. Yeah, because like... <laughs> Do the math. <laughs> yep. And, and what we're about to get into is like mind-boggling mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. You know, what? but like, well, like you were on the Madonna tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, I that mean, was how did three. that come about? That so was... you're out of school for three years <laughs> and now you're touring the world with Madonna? Yeah, technically out of school for two. In the third year, I was on tour. <laughs> Yes, that was a crazy story. So, and, and and like I told the students today, when you remain open, doors open. So a model. Elizabeth Faye calls that making space. Yes, I'm always making space. Um, an Australian model, white guy with straight hair, asked for some cornrows. I didn't, I never braided straight, straight silky hair. And, and he had enough to braid. He passed the fist test. <laughs> <laughs> he passed the fist test. And he just wanted some straight backs. And so I tried it. It wasn't the braids to brag about, but I got the job done. They were neat. And um, the whole time I was doing it, I was like, this is ugly. Like, I suck. But I pushed through. He never knew that. He never. I was just like, this is what it is. (laughs) And so three years later, he called me because he remembered that I braided hair for this Madonna opportunity, which is. Insane because you know, I don't know if you have an iPhone. My phone said, Maybe Daniel. I was like, Daniel still has my number. Like, Daniel, who's Daniel? Daniel? <laughs> right, exactly. And there was a questionable hour. So I'm like, What does Daniel want at 12 30 in the morning? But now that I was, now that hindsight, I realized everything in entertainment industry happens after midnight. So you just have to make space and be available. And so, yeah, that was how that happened. It was from him remembering. That I put I myself mean, out there. So was he like a dancer? Or, I mean, no. how, how was he involved in the show? He wasn't. 
that was the gag. He just knew the camp. He worked with them at one point and he knew they needed someone. He threw my name in the loop. He was like, I know someone. Well, I don't know an Australian accent. But right. like, no, let's say that here. Let me hear it again. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. I, I, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I don't know. The rest of the gang is a little late, but they got it. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, he, he threw my name in the loop. That's and amazing. literally, that's what happened. Somebody who I did not stay connected to, didn't talk to after. He did his photo shoot. He tagged me in his pictures. And I was like, that was Thank pretty you. cool. Right, yeah. You know, that's a lesson learned to everybody who's, who's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, if we never done something and we... It might frighten us. It might we might be a little uncomfortable, and it might be easy to say, you know what, uh, I, I'm going to pass, or I'm yes. I'm not going to do this. You never know what kind of dividends it might pay off later. Mm-hmm. Always face your fears or face you know something, the challenges that you've never done because you never know where that might lead, and you never know who people know. Yeah. And what I like to tell specifically braiders is that remaining open because there are some people who believe. I'm a braider. I braid black hair. This is what I do. That's it. If I told him that, this would have never happened for me. Right. Because there are people like that. I mean, and it's fine. That's your choice. Yeah. But for me, as a braider, I'm braiding your dog. I'm braiding, <laughs> I'm braiding the plant if it has the right leaf. If you want braids, I'm braiding yarn. I'm the person to call. And that's another thing that I said in class. I told the future professionals, don't be afraid to niche down and be known for that one thing. If this is what you do, it's not saying don't have other skills. It's saying be the obvious choice for something. Mm-hmm. And so as my page grew and people started to know about me, knotless braids and just braids in general, people started with, hey, that girl, Camilla, that. She's, that, the, bra- she's the Brooklyn Braider. She's the Brooklyn Braider. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, but that's what it is. I specialize in what I do. We're going to get you a cake. <laughs> could you please could you please oh my god that would be the best yeah the big so, old b on the chest. a big old b so i mean dude you've done something that like you know maybe a thousand people in life have done mm-hmm. like what, what's it like like touring i mean let's talk about madonna specifically but what's it like touring with her and like what were your duties um on set so and do I, they call it set i don't know is it a set i don't know I don't know. Well, you were That's there. Good, I don't know. <laughs> a team. I was with the team. Team. Okay. Um, so, so what I were you braided. Yeah, I I braided the dancers, the dancers and a background singer, but two background singers, but maybe the dancers. Oh, and the lead singer. Sorry. Um, the lead singer not being Madonna. Did I say lead? I meant the. How do you say it? main? See, I don't know the titles. I just know she was no, singing, no, no. and she was a background singer, but she was like one of the lead. Anyway, I braided. Right. <laughs> I braided her and um yeah I every every day when they were rehearsing when we had a show I had to do cornrows so even though I wasn't doing knotless I did have to create that illusion that it was natural hair and she wanted it a certain length etc cetera, etc cetera. and so yeah that's what I did so so you did braids every day every day just about how long was and the they tour? were exactly sorry. eight months <laughs> eight months that's why I got frozen shoulder when I came back. So, so when Daniel called you and said, "Hey, I threw your name in the mix," mm-hmm. were you scared or excited? Both, because he didn't say what it was for. Even though I called, I spoke to somebody in the camp. Camp—that's the word. It's that's the, camp. the camp. I spoke to somebody in the camp 
right after him because he said, can someone call you now? And by that point, it was like going on one o'clock. And I'm like, 1 a.m.? Who needs to talk right now? But I again, I learned. Um, and so he's talking to me and he's from Canada and his background is noisy. And I, I, he didn't say what it was for. He just said, yeah, can you come tomorrow? And I'm like, okay, but it was Brooklyn. So I said, yes. And then it was when I got there and I signed an NDA when I walked in, I said, oh, this is big. I don't know what's going down. But hold, on, hold on, hold on. So what was that feeling? Like you, they hand you the NDA because you didn't even know you're doing, you're doing not, an NDA, right? No, I did not know. And I, I'm signing away and I'm like, I need to call my mother. <laughs> this is a big deal. I've never signed an NDA. Um, if I disappear, I'm here. <laughs> Literally. And I'm like, oh, no, I've never shared this story, this part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But literally, I was, I knew it was something important. And I know you should read. You should read these things before you sign your life. It could have said, can we sell your body parts? <laughs> but, but everything Thank moves. Thank you for the kidneys. Yes, everything moves so quick. I just signed it. And my my eyes scanned, and I thought I saw her name, but then oh hold on I, hold on. So was it her full name or did it just no, one? Because she goes by one it's name. It's just the one name. Mm. And I scanned it, but I didn't want to look like I wasn't used to this lifestyle. So when he was like, "Oh yeah, I signed an NDA," and he's talking to me like I knew, so I'm like, "Did you know what an NDA was?" Yes, from other people. Uh-huh. And so I said, "Okay." I'm just going to sign it. Oh, yeah, this is normal. NDA. <laughs> I just yeah. time. You should know the stuff I can't talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm shook, but I sign off. And then as he's walking me to meet the dancer as the test run, obviously he didn't just, I didn't just get hired. He says, did I tell you who this is for? And I was like, no. He said, oh, Madonna. I was like, oh, Madonna. Oh. I heard of her. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, Madonna? Madonna? Like, Madonna? Madonna, Madonna? And so, yeah, that's really the background of what happened. And then I, I met one of the dancers, and they were looking for somebody who specialized, again, goes back to that specializing, in curly, coily hair because the dancers had curls and coils and, and straight mm-hmm. hair. But, again, if you are good at your craft, you should be able to do it on any fiber. And so that's... Eventually, after that first test, I did. I came back and did a second test. I was braiding her children by that second test. Yeah, the twins. And after that, the third day, they were like, so, Camilla, we want to invite you to join. I'm like, oh what? I'm just How'd a braider like? from Brooklyn. <laughs> How did that feel, though? It felt amazing. It was nothing to think about. It, it Obviously, it's a huge ask to, to say, Shut I want to pluck you out of your life. Right. As I'm also in the peak of my momentum for Knotless, mm-hmm. my page is building. My client people are like, I can't get an appointment. I had a wait list of 99 people. I'm, I'm like, this was not. This is not what they prep you for in beauty school. <laughs> they say, get your license, work at a salon, own a salon, and die. Right. I, nobody spoke about Madonna in school. <laughs> <laughs> so I was adjusting, but it was exciting. You and it thankful. also, yeah. You were saying, you're like, thank God I got... F- Laid off. Oh, oh, well, I said that the first day. <laughs> I didn't have a plan. If as you soon could as, see me now. As soon as they said, Camilla, we, we want to talk to you. And they walked me to the room. I was like, yes. So what was it like when you met Madonna for the first time? It was easy. I, I mean, she was, she's cool. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. So I, mm-hmm. you're around. Being in New York, celebrity is really nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will hold on, bro. 
I'm telling She's you. She's different celebrity, though. It's Madonna. Yeah. It's like Madonna Prince Michael. <laughs> I mean, that, let's be this clear. This is true, but it still didn't affect me mm-hmm. because the experience was so new. So I was, I was distracted by the things in my head. I think I realized Madonna was my boss in month four because I was settled into my new environment. I knew what I had to do. Right. You know, it's, it's just like being at work. When you learn how to cut corners, you could take a coffee break here. You could hide in the bathroom there. Once I got to that point and all the nerves came down, mm-hmm. I remember one day she came into rehearsal and, you know, I'm seeing, I'm hearing, it's like buzzing and lights. And I think it was during one of the first shows. And I'm like, what is all of this excitement? Like if this is a celebrity. And I said, oh, I work for a celebrity. <laughs> like, and that's when it hit me like, I'm on tour with Madonna. Madonna. This is a big deal. So, yeah, no, it really, it did not catch up to me. How big is the team? I mean, like from hairstylists to dancers to musicians. Oh, it was a a huge group. I can't can't remember. A lot of people. It was a lot of people. She brought brought a lot of people with her. It was good, though. It was a great, and everybody got along. It was, if she called me tonight and said, I'm going to do it one last time, I'd be like, well, guys, this was nice, but I have a plane to catch. I would be, I would leave. I loved it. I loved it. She said if she called you, do you have her number in your phone? Absolutely not. No. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't like that. I won't say (laughs) maybe Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Could you end that? (laughs) That was good. No, she is not in my phone. But if she needed to reach me, she could find me. She could find you. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. So I I, want to go back a little bit Uh because I'm blown away by like, Doing braids every day. I mean, would mm-hmm. it, would you have to do braids? Meaning, like, were they falling out during the performance and stuff where you had to no. do it? Or they just wanted it super fresh every day? Well, they're performers. So their instrument is their whole body. They're right. sweating. They're dancing. They're tumbling. Headpieces on and off. Got she it. wanted to see those braids for rehearsal and for the show. So even if I did the best braids I could in the morning, by the night... Those braids could be were tra- a mess. So, oh, whoa, whoa. You just brought up something. So... Did they rehearse all day before a show? Yeah. So it it's was, it's like it so it's strenuous. not just so, like we think about like we think like oh Madonna you know she performs for you know three hours or you know two hours or something in the mm-hmm, evening mm-hmm. but like she's been working all day. Oh no, the team yeah, yeah. the camp the we, camp we worked we all worked every <laughs> <laughs> before every show it she she's a perfectionist and it it the end result was beautiful and it was sure. worth it but of course in the moment it's like. I got to braid this again. I would try to plead with the dancers. Just kind of do a light tumble. Don't. Like, I want to take a break, too. They're like, do you but, know who our boss is? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's no halfway tumbling. All right. But no, it was it, it was good. All right. So we're going to move slightly beyond this because yeah. after eight months, mm-hmm. obviously, all your momentum and traction had had, had gone. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yes. I mean, the knotless. I mean, all of it. So how do how do you pick up where you left off? You depend on the people that's been with you shooting in the gym. Like, I, like you know, I really created a tribe of people that supported me. And when we came back from tour, um, COVID hit. We had to run out of Paris. Like, our flight changed. They were like, you don't got to go home, but you got to leave. <laughs> you got to get out of here. <laughs> and so as the day we landed, I think the airport's closed. And so... That, that's always been a concern for me. Plus, it was COVID, plus I had frozen shoulder. So I lived like a T-Rex. 
<laughs> for basically, uh, I want to say a year and six months. Not to mention, sidebar, I was part of the Blackest King braid team as well. So I have Beyonce and Madonna on my resume and then world stops. So I oh. was like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser. But what I used that time to do was to basically sit down and I wrote my first little ebook beyond the braids. I started an online uh, school to teach knotless. And so that kind of helped, but then Paul Mitchell came along and, here I am. So that helped as well. So it's like I never really worried because of being laid off three times in my previous career as a mm-hmm. gemologist. But I said, there's a bigger meaning here. And I tried to get all deep in. Wait, wait. I think this is a moment. I I, yeah. I have to think, what is life really about? <laughs> I love and it. so when I focused and changed instead of panicking, that, that was when doors start to open. Because it is, to answer your question, it, it was tough. I was like... Now what? But but here I am. Yeah. Meeting you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> we meet you. That's what's yeah. awesome. Yeah, the pleasure's ours. Oh, right. Thank you. So so how did your relationship with Paul Mitchell start? When Clayball. He found me. He um is actually on the, the board for the scholarship that I received. Beauty Changes Lives. You guys oh, know yeah, that? Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah, a Beauty yeah. Changes Lives. Recipient class so of our friend, 2016. Our friend Danny wow. was a uh, was a recipient, and um, oh. we're good friends with Jen Plank. She was the very first her. recipient. She's the very Plank? first. Yeah. Yeah. Jen Plank's a good friend of I ours. I met so Jen Plank. She's amazing. Uh, yes. I, so yeah, I'm 2016. I applied. I got it, which helped me tremendously to pay for because that was the other reason I avoided going to beauty school, even though I had an interest early. I was like, I don't got a lot of money at the time, twenty thousand or whatever. I know. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's more now. But, um, but yeah, that's when, when, I don't know how he discovered me, but I think in that world, he right. found me and then he reached out and I think he said, he emailed me like, Hey, I just like put two and two together that you are on beauty changes live recipient and blah, blah, blah. Like, I really don't remember, but when fully embraced me and just took a chance. And, and at that time, the industry was really being combed through and scrutinized for their lack of inclusion of curly, coily, kinky hair in the curriculum. It's not in the schools. Nobody's talking about it. It's like the elephant in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was so grateful that Paul Mitchell said, you know what? This is us making an attempt to bring in a physical person to talk to women. People, students look in their eyes and say, this is this is what curly, coily, kinky hair is at the very basics. Let's have a conversation. Right. And so, yeah, when has been literally the reason why. I'm, I've been doing what I'm doing. So he's That's great. Awesome. He's, he's an great. amazing, amazing guy. He, he is. Uh, he is. He is just a really good dude. He's been great to us. Now and, um, his number I have in my phone. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might have Wynn's number in my phone too, but I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to check that out after the podcast. Yeah. We're going to see whose text he answers first. Didn't the rock and, and uh, the uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, to Kev- who? Kevin Hart was, I want to say he was sitting with, I want to say like Chris Rock or something, oh. and he t- he t- he texts the Rock and he doesn't respond back, and then Chris texts him, and then the Rock texts him back. That and is Kevin's a- like, oh, I'm yes. sure it was a, I'm sure it was a bit, but it was still hilarious. <laughs> it is, you know? it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's funny. He'll definitely respond back to you first. <laughs> He'll be like Corey, who? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Corey. Maybe Corey. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Have you worked with uh, Kia Neal at all? No. I never heard of her. So Kia, Did I know her? Kia, um, she, like, headlines this um, movement, I think is the best way, mm-hmm. called uh, tech, Texture Versus Race. So she's Ooh. teaching, like, it's not black hair, but it's coily hair. That's what I say in the presentation. That's Words it. matter. Black is a color. Black right? is a color. I, literally, the presentation is curly, coily Curls, coils, kinks, and culture, an introduction and celebration of black hair. But I put that on purpose, and I say, disclaimer, black hair is a color. We are talking about hair that grows out of the people of African descent. That is a different. Coarse hair does not mean black. You know, all of those things, they interchange texture to mean, um, how how, how am I saying it? Texture to mean uh, behavior, right? right? right, right, And so... It's like people will see a person of African descent and say, oh, her hair is so coarse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, her hair is actually really fine and delicate and fragile. It, it's not coarse. The people don't. And I think YouTube, I blame YouTube for that. I blame people who aren't in the industry for that. Mm-hmm. The terms we use matter. Right. So. Yeah. And, and, and our schools need to pick up these type of conversations oh, yeah. and these oh, yeah. type of, you know what I mean? Like, because if it's not taught in our schools and we don't know, we got, we're going to learn it from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it, obviously it's misguided information. Absolutely. Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, Kia, Kia, one of her quotes is, I hope I'm quoting her right, but mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, it is what it is. You know, she says that the two most segregated segments of life now are mm-hmm. churches and beauty schools. Wow. That's right. A, that's a heavy. Yeah. Wow. Right. But if you think about it, yeah, you know, but that's also, again, why I love doing these presentations, even though I shake inside. They can't tell. <laughs> um, it's because it's the, the non-black students that really sit, stay behind and talk to me. And they're like, I really wanna, I want to specialize or I want to try. How can I? I'm like, come on over. Like, come give on. it a chance. Give it just my whole, And because of that Madonna story, it's like, don't limit yourself. Because what happens is, Stylists who are licensed but never touched, manipulated, braided anything, curly, coily, kinky hair, end up in spaces, taking up spaces because they have more of the opportunity, and then they're damaging the hair. They're the the performer, the artist, it happens all the time. The person in the in the show, in the play, they end up with a hairstyle where they look crazy. <laughs> and then we're all at home like, so nobody knew how to do her hair. Right. And like it just and round and round we go. We hear about it all the time fashion runways it's like what that and then or the model or the performer does their hair themselves and there's a budget so the stylist is getting paid or or that budget is being absorbed somewhere else and it's like it's it's not that difficult like just get in there (laughs) and and i think to your point is that our schools need to be a little bit more integrated so we you know what i mean and learn Mm -hmm. all the different fabrics and textures yes yeah you know what i mean not just straight hair or straight you yeah. know what i mean and because kia uh go back to kia a little bit mm-hmm. she said you know forever she all she knew uh you know what i mean was kinky coily hair and she goes i'm gonna challenge myself and she put herself in a predominantly white salon to, mm. just so she can learn that kind of hair texture you know yeah. what i mean and she totally put herself out, out out of her comfort zone and she learned, and then that way she can start having these conversations with everybody else in the salon. It, it, was, it was such an amazing thing. Absolutely. And, I agree because I can't even, I don't round brush, blow dry at all. 
<laughs> like that. <laughs> you don't want to see me brown blush. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. You do not want to see me brown blush, bro. Like it is horrible. But at one point when I worked at a salon and I was getting to that that actual fit, I was like, yes, let me do this. I did what I had to do to pass school and everything. But mm-hmm. real world is different. Yeah. School doesn't tell you how. That's why it's called the, real world. The real world <laughs> hits you. And I was just about to get into the lesson of that to perfect it. And I left the salon. Like mm-hmm. I was like, this is not for me. Not because of that lesson, but other reasons. It's because you're going on tour. That's I mean, you know, I mean, there needs to be a bomb button. And a bomb. A bomb drop. That's coming. I, I can hear it now. That's crazy. Instead of the mic drop, it's the round brush drop. Yes. You know? yes. I like yes. that. <laughs> Round brush drop. I'm gonna have to use that in our presentation. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Round. Heard it here first. <laughs> so how did you? Um, um, I'm fascinated by celebrity. So how did you? Mm-hmm. How did you meet Beyonce? And, and what did? You oh, I didn't meet her. Oh, come on. Well, well, uh, let me back up. How did you work <laughs> on her team? Um, another a fellow stylist. Instagram is an amazing tool. A fellow stylist reached out to me. Um, I didn't, again, I didn't know. Cause you know, before you sign these things, you have to. NDA it. Yeah. You have to, they have to be creative on how they present it to you. And so a fellow, like an amazing braider online, who's also from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, her name is braided. Whoop, whoop. She, well, her Instagram name is braided. Her name is shy. She reached out to me to be a part of the team, but didn't say who it was. And, it created this interesting dilemma because I was already contracted to Madonna. And so I told her no originally. And this is something I also didn't speak about publicly, but I told her like, no, I'm not available. I like I'm already contracted. And she said, well, do you know somebody who, um, who braids as neat as you? And I said, yeah, of course. But I didn't like, (laughs) I knew someone who was interested and had a lot of potential. And it was a, a dear friend of mine. Her name is Safia. Um, here, love NYC on Instagram. <laughs> and I reached out to her and I said, Safia, I'm going to need you to step it up. Because I knew <laughs> if this particular braider was calling me, it, was it would deal. be attached to something big because she's major online. She's major. And so Safia's already nervous because she's, she doesn't consider herself a, a braider. She considered herself at the time a weave colorist, you know, everything except braiding. I said, listen, we're going to get on a phone call and we're going to talk about these braids and we're going to talk about how you're going to do it and execute. And so she, blah, blah, blah. She ended up, I I connected them. She ended up going and then Safia kind of looped me back in because I had days off. And I said, if there's room for me, (laughs) tell them I can come. And she said, girl, I don't know what's going on, but I need you to be a part. You really do need to be a part of it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, time out, time out. Mm -hmm. I've got NDA question. So at this point, could she tell you who the artist was? No, but it was, there's a certain energy when Beyonce's involved in something that everybody has. So she never had to say. I would never know that because I don't think I'm ever getting a call from Beyonce's (laughs) team. (laughs) She never said it. But when I said, I'm calling out names. I'm like, is it, is it, is it? And, sh- and when I said her name, she just said, girl, just get here. And that girl Ooh. had a base level. And I was like, it's Beyonce. I know it's Beyonce. It's Beyonce. <laughs> and so, yeah, when I got to the salon that it was from, that we worked, I should say, uh, was Neil Farina. Once I saw it was Neil Farina's salon, 
I said that's Beyonce because he's that's her that's his client that's his right. major celebrity client, and so we were just doing what we had to do braiding. It was multiple braiders. I was just part of the Brooklyn team um, because uh, Kim Kimball also had her team working out on the West Coast because there were I think of three hundred how many wigs I don't even remember how many wigs. Um, once we finished it, we were just looking at each other like, <laughs> and so to see it all, to see what we were a part of and contributed our talent That's to cool. was, so you, was so you were, you were braiding wigs. Then. Yes. Braiding oh, wigs. Awesome. Yeah. Whoa. She had the, the team or whatever her team is had inspiration pictures that we just mimicked and created and. Yeah, it all showed up in black. So when you see him on like video and stuff, you're like, that's my brain. It was a team effort. That's that's what I can say. I was a part of that. I was a part of that. That's pretty cool, yeah. man. Yeah, because there were so many wigs. So right. just, it, it, that was pushed on the team's behalf. It was like, listen, there's no end, there's no ego in it. It's not mm-hmm. that was mine and that was mine, which I appreciated because it was so many braids. So it right. was like, anytime I see that video, I'm like, I was part of that. that the whole that, thing. I'm, I'm on that. I'm on I'm that. On, that I'm on that. And then, <laughs> did COVID kind of slow that down too? So yeah. That, so back to your original question, that's what happened. Like COVID slowed down those type of moments where I thought I was like, I got Madonna check, Beyonce black is king check. COVID happened and then I was home. No, like no check, check. <laughs> no check, <laughs> no check, no check. So it did slow it down, but it but it was a good thing because I was able to present myself in a different way, like I said, and. And think about, well, who am I in this industry and contribute in a different way and still circulate. Um, but then other doors did start to open because you still never know who's watching your page. Sure. So people behind people were watching me. And then I ended up uh, braiding the hair for sex in the city. Stop. Really? Where's the bomb? Jo- so for so for the new show yes they That's added cool. you know a little sprinkle a little sprinkle of some clearly kinky girls and uh nicole Ari parker was one but i braided karen Pittman. um so she's and there was like a line in the script where miranda says oh i didn't think you were the teacher because of your braids and so the camera Goes to her braids, and I'm like, now that one I pointed at. I was like, that, that, ain't, that ain't the team. That's my, that's not the team. That's the Brooklyn braid. I mean, I mean, that's exactly how that happened because it was such a moment. That was a specific moment. Like Madonna's tour and Blackest King is great, but this was a show where I was working with the actual actress to create the braided styles. It on set, some a hair person obviously added things, but. I did the braids. Look at the video. You can't even see the, the headphones. Uh-huh. Where's the horseshoe? Where's the horseshoe? I mean, it's not not someone for you to get lucky to be able to do Madonna's thing, Beyonce's ah. thing. Now, so you're doing all these things, and yeah. you've only been in the industry for a few years. I know. It's like, a little crazy. There is a horseshoe somewhere. Yes. <laughs> I mean. It's in her, it's in her nose. Right? I, right, yes. <laughs> yes, my nose I tell people all the time, God is my agent. And I feel like when... You, like I said, when you remain open, doors open for you. My talent, I know, and the fact that, because it's not only what you do, it's the fact that people have to like you. There's so much ego with mm. people who are skilled. The people on in Madonna's camp told me, Camilla, it's not that we can't find a braider. A lot of people braid. Do we want to be around this person for eight months? That's a different conversation that we don't have in the industry as well. Like, you can have a lot of talent, but people don't forget how you make them feel, which, again, is why maybe Daniel, 
<laughs> he called me only because I, I pushed through it's and I wasn't negative. Even though in my head I was like, I suck. He never felt that. Even though mm-hmm. I was scared and I was nervous, he never felt that. So I really think um, your door, your your talent really opens doors. You are infectious. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to control it. I'm trying to control it. Don't, don't control it. You've been in magazines. You got TV. I mean, on tour. And I was a hair supervisor for theater. That was pretty cool. What's that? Like an off-Broadway play. My first play. Like, I got union hours. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, yes, keep going. We need to connect you uh, with Lynn up at... um, he. He's the, he's the head stylist for uh, Project Runway. Uh, they do. He does a lot of fashion uh, week and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, we need to connect you guys. I love yeah. you. See, I love connections. Yeah. He's a good dude. Again, another topic. I don't think the students, because I didn't hear about that before when I was in school. It was just get your license, get a salon, or work in a salon. But the power of connections. Yeah. It's not even about who you know. It's who knows you. Who has your name? Sharon Riser, who owns mm-hmm. this um, school, um, we've heard her on numerous, numerous occasions. Um, her her quote about the industry is like, "This industry is all about relationships." It, yes. You know, and like if if and those relationships can go either way. If it's a relationship that you've mm-hmm. burned, like like that's a what that's the old adage, like burning a bridge. You yes. know, but it's so true. I mean. It seems like certainly when you're in school, this industry seems huge, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not. You know, it's, it's pretty small. And, and, and when you start playing with the people that you see on Instagram and the people that you see in magazines and stuff, you realize that there's, there's not that many, you know. And um, you know how it gets smaller when you get into the curly, curly, kinky world. Preach. When you specialize in curly, curly, kinky hair in these spaces, your name lies around because mm-hmm. no sooner than the first uh, theater production that I, the musical, I should say, worked on. Once that ended, someone was already asking me, did I want to work on something else? And I was like, what? Like, I, I have options. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, I turned down an opportunity because of where I want my focus to be. But I said, the fact that I can have, I can have the option to turn it down and still know that I would be working with Paul Mitchell or have my clients, my tribe, that tribe I built, mm-hmm. who feels good with their seamless knotless braids th- those options is what I want to cr- I want to always create which is why even corporate america I knew it wasn't for me because I said I am not designed to be behind a desk doing the same thing over and over it's just not not for me how does um this might be a personal question and you can totally like shut me up if you want mm-hmm. um but how does like when you when you're on the road for 8 months like mm-hmm. is that pay comparable to like working in a salon or mm-hmm. or or Good is it a little bit more or is it like just something like hell I'm on tour with Madonna <laughs> like I'll do it for 4 bucks well nobody's doing it for 4 bucks no. but but I will say this it I would have made more money at home the it was it was a it wasn't an immediate yes like obviously I wanted to do it but when I did sit still with the, what was laid out in front of me what I want my career to eventually be it made more sense so it's it's almost like when you get a job and it's like yeah this is the base salary but look at all these little perks or these other things and so for me I could have hustled more at home and probably made a lot more right. because of where my price point was also headed for my braids. But what that moment represented had so much more value that now that when Paul Mitchell introduces me 
it validates why I can sure. stand in front of this audience and say. I'm so glad you used the word value because value and money are not the same mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I I um I I have a son-in-law who uh, who just um, graduated nursing school and he was he was having a couple. He, he consulted with me like you know I've got a couple places where I can end up and mm-hmm. and you know what are your thoughts about it? And my advice to everybody that's starting off, whether it's hair, whether it's whether it's whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, when you get out of college, is that experience in the long run pays way more than th- than a quick check. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get paid well and the experience is good, that's your first option. But but if it's experience, always choose experience over money early mm-hmm. on in your career. Because mm-hmm. in the long run of it, it, it pays it pays off way more. And that's that's value. Absolutely. And the thing about it, there's this side of it where <laughs> if the door is being opened mm-hmm. I have to walk through it because like you said, those, these moments are happening for me in my third, like third year. Right. What? (laughs) Like, no, this is not, what is the bigger meaning? And so it also was me stepping into the moment to say, I don't know what this means yet, but it's, it's so big and it's people work lifetimes and don't have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's something else for me here. And so when I said yes to Madonna, I said yes to Beyonce. It's not because I want to be a celebrity braider. It was, I was banking things for, honestly, for where I am right now for this Paul Mitchell moment. Because again, when I'm speaking, when I come back and I speak to students and I'm saying I'm a braider, I'm not saying I'm a cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm speaking to a very specific person. I'm speaking to the me that's in the chair where I was just a few years ago. Because nobody that looked like me or had my experience talked to me in school. And that's what these DM conversations are when I leave the class. They're like, you have me thinking so many more other things that mm. I could do in my career. So I'm going to take it all the way back to the very beginning. <laughs> oh. What's your name? Okay. <laughs> Hi. What's your conversation with your dad about the braids now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he's got to like, wow. He's, yeah. he's, he's got to be like. I He's hope gotta be so. proud. <laughs> I hope, oh, they're proud. They're yeah. proud. Um, my parents, they're 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 just when I call, they're like, "Okay, who is it now?" Like they're now you can say like Tony like, and Corey. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna Google you. Like, oh, if I say that, they're gonna, they know how to Google. <laughs> like, look him up. <laughs> He's proud. Yeah, I mean, from yeah. from you know correcting your braid from when you're a little girl mm-hmm. to. Now here you are traveling the world, and, and I mean literally, you know, you're known mm-hmm. as this particular Brooklyn braider, yeah. And uh, and you're taking it by storm, and it's just like, yeah, he has to be in all of you. Yeah, my parents are extremely proud. Um, my dad is he's a little more. I don't know if you're into zodiac, but he's a Libra, so he's a lot more cool. My mom is the excitable. She'll oh my god. And she's all into celebrity and she keeps saying, Tyler Perry's next. And she's she's looking up who, who to work with next. I'm like, Mom, relax. That's not how it works. But but yeah, he's very proud. Um, I think I like I said when I said it, he's probably tired of me saying, My dad taught me how to braid. My dad, and he's like, All right, uh, I thought you had a braid. But it but those are my both of my parents in their right contributed to exactly why I believe these doors open. My dad started the interest of my skill and my mom is because we spoke about Zodiac. She's a cancer. So it's all about relationships. And so between my skill and understanding egoless relationships, 
more doors just they just keep open. That's the magic sauce. It's the sauce. Plus, yeah. I'm born in Brooklyn. So, yeah. Brooklyn. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, throw that in. <laughs> normally, at this time of the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, what we would ask our guest is like, you know, what's the future hold for you? But, mm-hmm. man, dude, I mean, I, I don't know if there's an answer there because who knows? I mean, if Madonna goes on tour, maybe that. Maybe. Janet. Yeah. I don't know. But honestly, I think what's next for me, I want to do more of this meaning speaking sharing my story to inspire the next gen i'm actually considering about going into education and like not owning a school but something where i can impact from this beginning part where mm-hmm. people need to hear the stories because sometimes in school <laughs> who comes back is you know no, no offense but it's like the older white guy who has a shampoo line and i've been doing this and you're looking at him like uh, I don't, I don't understand. I've never right. heard of your line. Who are you? Whereas now in this age of, of like uh, Instagram and wanting to connect to people, the fact that I sit here with a curly fro and I, and I mean, we're, I'm over saying it, but the fact that I'm from Brooklyn, which is someplace that people connect to, they have a friend or a family. It's like, Oh, the fact that I have Caribbean heritage, the fact that I started braiding in the steps, then I braided in schools. Then I like the fact that I have all these familiar feelings of young black brown women it, at home. More people need to realize that because it's again, like I said, it's part of the reason why I waited so long because I didn't think I belonged. Right. So I'm kind of here to say I belong. You belong. Let's go. That's amazing. Dude, thank you so much for hanging thank out you. with this man. This and was again, easy. thanks Sharon and, and and Charles for 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 one introducing us and then yeah. and two allowing us to set up and 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 chat with you right here with the school and you know get to see all the students and stuff walk yes. by future professionals. I think right yeah. future yeah. professionals. Future professionals. And how can our our audience keep up with you? Find you? Mm-hmm. You know, follow you. I'm always on Instagram. It's <laughs> Miss Hair and Humor. M S H A I R. A-N-D-H-U-M-O-R. Miss Aaron Humor. And that's where everything kicks off. That's amazing. So Madonna, if you're listening, (laughs) she'll take her job again. Maybe. Absolutely. Wait, maybe. 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 I don't know. After meeting you guys, who knows? Maybe Madonna. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Madonna. Maybe maybe Snoop Dogg. (laughs) He has locks. He doesn't need braids anymore. Actually, a friend of ours does his hair. Really? Yeah, his yeah, locks? D- DC. He does. Really? I, he's his barber. I don't know if he does his locks, but, ah, okay, but he okay. does his cleanups and stuff. Nice. He, was at, he was at the Super Bowl just a little while ago. Nice. It's crazy, right? Thank you so much. Thank you. Again, thanks this for hanging out. Painless. Thank you. Oh, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> Normally <laughs> we get the opposite. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. No, this is painless. That's Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to mess up the whole ending now. No. Camila, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.